Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Babe. It's me, Lara, and I'm joined again by the one, the only, Nori Reed. Hi. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. <laughs> Live from quarantine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right over. We're, we're like, what, like one inch apart? We're touching? Yeah, we're literally, I'm podcasting to you from inside Nori's mouth. just kidding just kidding no we're socially distanced you're like literally very socially distanced from me on the other side of los angeles how dare you how dare you (laughs) so shady um i'm not that far i mean i'm in highland park yeah (laughs) yeah you a lot has changed since we last potted (laughs) we had literally like a very like we left things on a hopeful level i feel like and then the world completely fell apart like what like i can't even like that feels like it was like 35 years ago yeah it's another lifetime like we've died and reincarnated since then yeah i got a gorgeous apartment in highland park and the world completely fell apart <laughs> it was like things are going a little too good for you miss yeah. Mori reed Time to shut down. I know, like, not to, like, I guess I'm just, like, from the gate, I'm bragging, but Eric <laughs> really, like, wrote, a like, a gross, like, Vogue article about, like, getting an apartment, um, and I think something happened, and, like, the energy was, like, was, like, no, like, this is gross, this is gross, <laughs> corona. Vogue, really? And then it's, like, goodbye. Goodbye. no i feel the same way it was like everything good was like about to just like pop off like i was like looking at the calendar and like for the first one of the first times in my life i think like looking ahead at like all the exciting things on the horizon and like looking at a calendar and being like wow i'm busy and booked and then all of a sudden there was just like nothing nothing i think you know as a former christian i was raised as we as we all know we talked about it Mm -hmm. um Pod, you know, I think God just, it, we were just doing too much. Like, we were doing way too much. And Is this God's yeah. shutdown? Absolutely. How are, the, how are the Christians, like, are you in tune with the Christian community still? Or, like, do you keep tabs on them just to see, like, how they react to times of crisis? You know, I'm not, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, like, that in tune with the Christian community at this point. But just like from the media and from like what I see, it definitely seems like there's a a tug of war happening with like them like really wanting to go to church. 
And then it's like, <laughs> but like maybe you can't. Yeah, I was like, wish that this had happened when I was like just leaving grade school and entering middle school because that's when I really started to realize I didn't want to go to church that much anymore. And this would have been perfect for like shutting down any sort of church going activity. Absolutely. Like why could the like why could this not have happened like at a time when I actually I think about that like not to like <laughs> I mean, I don't know, this is too serious, but like doesn't it like blow your mind that like kids are like going through this right now? Like it, it blows my mind. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I was talking to my friend last night who has two daughters and they're still like pretty young. They're still like elementary age and she i was like how are you how are they dealing with this are they like freaked out and she was like no they're like young enough to where it still is like kind of fun like they're not like devastated but i guess like middle schoolers and high schoolers are like truly just like devastated by this because they like can't hang out with any of their friends prom i know prom graduation like that is the kind of stuff that you care so much about at that age. And like, if you can't hang out with your friends, you literally have nothing. Yeah. Like we're not, I I feel like media is not highlighting the real victims here, which are, you know, the teenage girls who got the perfect fucking dress for prom. Yeah. And like had a, and like their crush asked them or like they were going to go with the crush or the person of their dreams to have like the most beautiful prom of their lives. Not anymore, babe. That's okay. That's the true tragedy, and no one's talking about it. No one. Yeah, I'm worried about the teens because, like, this is this is like a crucial time. Like, I was remembering too because, like, this truthfully has not been the quarantine has not been that difficult for me because I like to spend time alone anyways, and I have a dog, and like all my work is from home, so it's like it's just like being extra depressed and not see anyone is like kind of what it's parallel to for me so like it's hard for me to access the time in my life when I really was like gung-ho about like hanging out with my friends 24 7 and like not wanting to be around my family at all and like it was just making me talking to my friend was like making me remember that and I just feel for the teens because they have the rest of their lives to get really depressed and not see anyone for months at a time Absolutely. And then remember how, like, much your family pissed you off when you were a teenager? They were the like, worst. Like, like if, if your mom just, like, breathed, you were like, you're, like, you're literally discriminating against me, and, like, I'm going <laughs> to call the police. And, like, I just feel like, oh, my God, like, I just can't even believe just being quarantined with your stupid fucking family. No, it would really kill me. I was, like, Googling, like, how to emancipate myself at, like, 15 years old. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. My my parents would tell me, like, I mean, I actually remember it, too. But when I was, like, seven or eight, if I got really mad at my parents, I would, like, pack up, like, um, like, like, because I, like, in the old cartoons, they would have those offensive portrayals of, like, homeless people. Yes. And they would be carrying, like, a like a stick with like a handkerchief, like with their possessions in it. Mm-hmm. And I would like, try to makeshift that myself with my favorite toys. And then while I was doing this while sobbing, my parents would be like hysterically laughing. <laughs> um, so have I gone to therapy? Yes, I have. Like, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, great, good memories, good memories. The best. I love like a tiny person threatening <laughs> to run away. Yeah, and everyone's just like, I, I'm having this weird deja vu feeling where everything I talk about, I'm like, did I already talk about this? I, I think you did. Movie? I don't know. I've lost track anyway. I've lost the plot yeah, anyway. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, wasn't it fucked up like when your parents like didn't even try and play along and act like exactly. they you know what I mean? Like my parent I feel like my parents did that too, where like I ran tried to run away once and like no one freaked out and then I just like snuck back into the house and hid under my bed, like waiting for someone to freak out and then no one did. So then I just came out and we all pretended nothing had happened. Yeah. But like I think if I ever have kids and they do the threaten to run away thing, I'll like maybe I'll just like flip out. I feel the exact same way. Like, first of all, that's why we're in show business. It's because our parents <laughs> did that to us. And like my parents literally did not care. And if I just like you said, if I have kids, like I would be like, Johnny, like what like what's going on? Like I would <laughs> freak out and be like, What what's happening? Like, please don't leave. Please. Johnny. I'm naming my son Johnny or daughter, you know, who knows? <laughs> Oh, I love a Johnny as a girl. That's Thank really you. powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to take to the streets. Like, I'll let them pack up and, like, pretend that I didn't see them. And then once I realize they're gone, I'll, like, go out in the streets and, like, scream looking yeah. for them. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page from Love Actually and take those, those poster boards with words on them mm-hmm. and just like, find Johnny and just, like, hold up and just, like, each, you know, each one of them will say like words that like I love him or her. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. And like, and or, or like just wait at home and prepare like their favorite meal. So then when they finally come home, you're like, I missed you so much. And I knew that you've been out on the streets all, all day and you really needed this. You know, it's, what's funny is that like, I, I've, I've claimed up until this very moment that I don't want kids. But this one small conversation is making me realize that I have to have kids. I know. I'm re- I like want to see the stupid shit they try and do and yeah. then like play and then like play into it a little bit with them. I want to like make it big in Hollywood and make like, enough money to where I can just like make all the wrong choices with my kids. <laughs> I want to mother them with love. I want to give them way too much affection. I want Johnny. I want little Johnny who's going to go to Oberlin um, or Bard. I I just like want him or her to just like feel like nothing they do is wrong like ever. Yeah, just like be just like radiating confidence. Yes, and and like raw privilege. Way too much to where like they are a menace to society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I want to have like the most confident kid on the face of the planet. Yes, absolutely. Which yeah, I, I went to school with those kids. Yeah, and I want to make one. I know it's like I see them all the time and I'm just like wow must be nice like someone did something right for you and then I'm ready to like make one of my own yeah I feel like like everything I do I'm like this is a complete piece of shit and I'm just like (laughs) so bad and horrible and I'm never be good enough this is like the worst thing I've ever done in my life and I want to like do all that so that I can have something and just it can be mediocre Mm -hmm. and then piss everyone off yeah that's what i want that's my american dream 
I love it. I talked to a psychic this past week because I now I'm just like turning what? to like spiritual gurus to like help me what? get through these uncertain times. What? And he said that I would pro- like if I was to have a child, then I'd have one child and it would be a boy. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I've always wanted a girl. But then in that moment, I was like, you know what? That makes sense for me. Wait, that's like, oh, my God. Tell me more. I like I need to hear about the psychic reading. Well, okay. So he reads your entire the psychic like predicted coronavirus. So then that's how I knew that I needed to get in touch. I'm sorry. Can you please back up? How did how did he predict coronavirus? He's just been predicting coronavirus for months now. Wait, was he like he was like I had the most delicious bath soup, and <laughs> no, I'm sorry, this that was that was the dumbest thing. He's ever. like I feel I felt really sick, and then I just went yeah. all around. I was traveling in China at the time, and I went around yeah. and like shook a lot of hands, and now I. I other people started getting sick so i think this is like a pretty big deal no he he just has been like from the jump like he just knows the star the stars and the planets like i he like reads charts i'm not i'm not here to get to the bottom of how he does it all i know is that he did it wait so (laughs) like how did he commute he was just like there's gonna be this like international crisis Um, He said to a friend of mine who had a reading from him, he told her in her reading that there was going to be some sort of like worldwide viral event like after December 26th and that like that you shouldn't plan on traveling like internationally in the spring, like basically just said all the things like like a blurry watercolor of all the things that we're going through now. And she communicated this to me or she sent me the first part of her reading where he was saying all this. And then I silly Billy me, I was like, well, whatever, like I'm going to go to South Africa and like booked all my travel. And then sure enough, coronavirus Mm -hmm. hit and that trip was absolutely canceled. And then I was like, wait, this guy's onto something. And like, I need I need a reading of my own. Like I very oh, much trust. My God, he was on. He was spot on. He was fully spot on. Yeah. And so when he gave you your reading, was he like also? Did it continue? Um. You know, I really was focusing so much on me that I forgot to really ask about like what globally was going to happen next. But um, <laughs> <laughs> did you ask him what the chore is? ask him what the what is the cure what is the cure (laughs) oh we kind of talked about that he just said like a vat like it's gonna kind of calm down in june or july things are gonna go back to like semi normal or like a facsimile of what normal feels like and then after september 23rd it's gonna re the whole thing is gonna like come back again and ramp up and we're going to go through another round of like severe social distancing. And then around January, there will be like a vaccine and it will die down and go away. Oh my God. Wait, is your psychic Dr. Anthony um, Bocci? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was he, he was like, just, he was like, really just like wash your hands. And don't really touch your face. And uh, when you can. 
Yeah, he wouldn't, you know, he might be Dr. Fauci just like moonlighting to try and get through to like people that don't trust the government because like he wouldn't, we, I tried to like Skype him, like we talked over Skype, like how you and I are doing, but like initially I tried to video him because I like have just been videoing lots of people and he was like, no, yeah. just audio. And so yeah. I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Fauci? Wait, Fauci, I- that you? <laughs> I think, I think it might be Fauci. He said he's been busier than ever. So. <laughs> okay. Wait. So, what did he say about your about your life? Well, he said I was a man in a past life. Okay. Wait. You- do do I dare do I dare tell you that? <laughs> do I dare say it out loud? When I first met you, for a split second, I thought you were like me. <laughs> for a split second. This was like a very, just like a small moment. I was like, wait. I was like, I was like, she's, I was like, but the surgery? I was like, how much surgery? I was like, so confused. Oh my God. That's the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. <laughs> I for, for like a moment and then of course then it passed and i was like oh okay no she just like she's just very cool like she was like a cool girl that must be my past life masculine energy yes i felt it i felt that masculine energy girl you picked up on it okay he said that basically this is why i'm bisexual is because i have because i was a man in a past life that that's science i think yeah. that's how <laughs> And that's just that, you know? Who am I to who am I to say no to that? I that's don't know. What, like what he told me, he's like, You're trans because in the past life you were a lesbian. He and would that- probably I mean, I think he'd probably be able to pick up in your chart, like not having researched anything or knowing anything about you, there would be signs to point to like why you're trans in this life. I need listen, I'm gonna I'm going to have to make my own appointment with Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Ask Fauci anything. It's the new ask Jeeves is just oh, ask Fauci. So you were a man in the previous life. And what, what else? I was a man. He said that I was like a wild, like artist man in a past life, but not like a sensitive one that took a lot of lovers, like a real, like fringe, like just like a wild artist that like bucked society's expectations. Oh my gosh. I was like, I love that. I feel like I maybe was Jim Morrison in a past life. That feels good. That yeah. feels right. Just kind of like sweaty and druggy and then like died young. <laughs> does, so he goes into like past lives and then does he talk about your present like life? Does he go through all like time periods? Yeah, he goes through like he goes through based on your chart, like your childhood and what your relationship is like was like with your parents and like based on like he fully read my exact relationship and my parents relationship and their relationship to me as like a child like to a t oh my god i was just like damn and like nothing really surprises me that much because it's like i feel like i do a lot of this work myself like in therapy and whatever so when someone like reads that back to me i'm like yeah i don't i mean and then I also, it's like, I talk about it a lot just anyways. So, but I don't think he's the kind of person that ha- takes the time to like, listen to like 10 podcast episodes and like try and piece things together and then just like say it back to me. 
I believe, I completely believe in the, um, I was going to say dark arts. I don't know what the occult <laughs> or like, what do you call it? Like, what do you call it? I really believe in the occult. Like I re- I truly do. So I, I'm a b- big believer. Yeah. Do you get into like astrology or any of that kind of shit? I do. I have a long history. So when I, I started seeing psychics when I used to live in Brooklyn and the first psychic I saw was I was walking in Park Slope and I was feeling so lost because I moved, I moved to New York as like, um, just like a cute gay twink. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, if you can just imagine like the cutest, most lost twink, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like adorable. It's adorable. It's truly yeah. adorable. And I was just walking, um, around feeling lost and then there's this um like brouhaha like that's how she identifies i'm not you know like don't sue me she that's how she identifies and yeah. she, she not brouhaha brouhaha <laughs> you said that and then i was like yeah and then i took a moment and i was like i actually don't think it's brouhaha <laughs> too many ha's on there honey it's just brouhaha um yeah she was okay and uh and i walked by and then she was like she was like you and i was like what and she was like you need you need guidance and i was like oh i do like i really do and she was like come up she was like come upstairs and because i was such an innocent twink like i didn't even think twice i was just like yeah i was like let's go and so i went into her house and it was really dark and she gave me a reading and like the things that st- that I guess st- have stayed with me since is she said during childbirth, I almost died. Um, but then my grandmother who was a psychic, like my grandmother was, a. um, again, I, I, I'm like, did I talk about this already on your podcast? I don't know. I don't even remember. Like, I don't even remember, but I'm fascinated and I'm ready to revisit. <laughs> that was pre-quarantine. So it truly doesn't count. So it doesn't yeah. even um, but yeah, my grandmother was a fortune teller and psychic in Korea. And so the psychic knew that. And I didn't say that at all. She just said, your grandmother uh, pull, helped and your ancestors helped pull you out. You almost died. Damn. Um, which is true. I did. I almost died in childbirth. So it's, it's true. Um, so I was like, oh my God, this lady is like on it. But then I started getting weirdly suspicious because then she started trying to sell me stuff. Yeah, that's always the when you not need to like go. I was like, oh, I was like, really? You're going to do this? I was like, this is all cool and on point. And then she was like, you need this special silver because um, you have a lot of darkness in you and it's really dark and bad. And I was just like, first of all, I was like, that's rude. rude. <laughs> like, rude. I was like, it might be true, but don't, I was like, that is, that is so rude. Um, so that was my first like experience and I've had many since, but yeah, I, I love, I love this stuff. Did you know your grandma? Was she alive like, when you were alive? So I don't know her very closely at all, but um, my first interaction with her was I went to Korea when I was, um, well, I went to Korea when I was five. I don't, I don't remember that very much, but I went back in middle school and I remember she, cause she doesn't speak English and I don't speak Korean. So there's a, a really big language barrier. Yeah. But she, was, she was pulling on my ears 
And I was like, what's going on, mom? And my mom was like, oh, she's saying you have the luck of Buddha in your ears because you have big, big ass ears. <laughs> what is the, is the bullying? The, the bullying is all the control, these psychics. But she, but she was like, um, my mom told me that she said she's a Christian and a Buddhist because if Jesus doesn't exist, she'll go to Buddha heaven. And if Buddha doesn't exist, she'll go to Jesus heaven. That's good. Just yeah. hedge your bets. Yeah. She covered her bases, which I thought was so smart. Um, but she, my, yeah, my grandmother was just a, like a devilish woman who no one liked. Um, no one liked her. Apparently she was <laughs> super rude to like all of her children. Um, and yeah, she, she, apparently she was just like a sailor of a woman. Love like that. Yeah, like dirty mouth, like just said whatever came to the, on the top of her head. She just said it out loud. Um, but yeah, I met her. And then she came and moved back to Kentucky uh, before she passed away. I mean, did she and lived with your parents or lived like in a home? Uh, she lived with us um, my senior year of, of high school. And then I went off to college. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know, and she continued to say mean shit to me, like, until I left. Yeah. Just, like, a constant bullying. A constant bullying from, she, like, kind of, like, took over our living room. That was, like, her room. Mm-hmm. And so she would just, like, just say things just while I would walk by. Yeah. yeah. Old people really don't give a fuck. No fucks. No fucks. And she worked my mom. I remember my mom was, like, exhausted because she, would, she wouldn't let my mom buy things from the grocery stores. She wanted her to make them her herself from scratch. <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but like soy sauce is made by fermenting tofu. Yeah. And so she literally would make my mom like ferment, go through the process of fermenting tofu blocks. Oh my God. Get out of here. She truly, she walked so goop could run. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. She she was the original girl. She was the original yeah. Gwyneth. She yeah. She had a candle um, that smelled just like her vagina. Amazing. I got the vagina candle. P.S. <gasps> and it, I'm actually like, it does not smell vaginal to me. That's a lot down. I know. It's like it smells kind of musty. No, Tony. So like is um. Is that her vagina, though? I I mean, maybe that it just like shocked me because I really have not smelled like a vagina. I mean, I granted I have not smelled many vaginas. I've really only smelled like two, mine and the other person's vagina that I was very close to. But yeah. like, so that's not really a good representation of the vaginas of the world. Yeah. But I just didn't imagine that a vagina could smell like this. But if Gwyneth says it, so be it. Maybe it does smell a little bad. Now I'm smelling it again, and I'm like, hmm. I was. I remember watching. Um, she was being interviewed by John Legend, who I think was filling in for either Jimmy Kimmel or Ellen DeGeneres. I can't remember mm-hmm. who. But um, she he was asking her about her candle, and the moment she said that it was it was like the smell of her vagina, he turned like a a shade of red. Like, and he's, I mean, he's, he's black. So, I mean, he, he turned red and he like, he, he completely shut down. He couldn't take it. He couldn't even like the moment she even said vagina, 
he got so uptight. And I found it to be fascinating because I would think that like, you would think Chrissy Teigen's just like walking around the house, like just vagina open, like screaming. I like that's, that's what I would think Chrissy Teigen does. Yeah. You would think that he's been exposed, like exposed to vag talk a lot. You would think that like, she would be like vag first into any room. Mm -hmm. And like, just kind of like, like that's how she like makes her chicken wings. I don't like, I, it was just so, like I. She probably has like a vagina chicken wing sauce. Yeah, like this smells like my. I think every celeb should be forced to put if they're gonna shill products, they need to make a product that smells like their vagina. One hundred percent. I I was just I, John Legend should have a vagina product. Yeah, no and doubt. So like he confused. Huh. I was confused. I was very confused. Uh, that's a very confusing situation. Maybe they've slept together. Maybe they like have, cause they're friends. So I don't know. Maybe there's some weird stuff going on behind the scenes. Maybe he knew someone that had slept with her and like, they like talked shit about her vagina or something. And then I mean, in that moment he was like, Ugh. can't you see him and Chris Martin doing that? Maybe I could see it. Chris Martin really perplexes me. Like he was on, do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm at all? I do. And he was on this season. I did not watch the season. On like episode, I haven't finished it. I'm like slowly work through it when I kind of have nothing else to watch. Like it's like, I know that it will just be fine to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I'll have some lols, but he's on like episode five, I want to say. And I really was like, hmm. It's the first time I've seen him truly like talk and really did gave him the good like up down up close because you get like he's like talking to Larry David quite a bit in a couple Ooh. scenes. And I was like, interesting that Gwyneth <laughs> would choose you of all people. Yeah, like when he did the Super Bowl, that was another opportunity to kind of just like take him in mm-hmm. and, and like. Like him and Mark Zuckerberg to me are like are like they're the same. Like they I, are. They just look the same to me. They, you could replace one with the other. You're so um, right. He has major Zuckerberg energy. Yeah, he does. And then my problem with Curb Your Enthusiasm and, and why I stopped watching is like I just caught. I kept. I'm sick of storylines where um, Larry David sleeps with these like beautiful women. Yeah, it becomes less and less believable to where you're just like, can we please like, like they are gorgeous, intelligent women, and you're Larry David. Like, stop. Yeah, I'm like that part. I feel like that part I can kind of buy just because it's like, oh, he's really rich, and like rich oh, guys yeah. do sleep with like beautiful women. But I'm also just like, he's such an asshole that I can't even imagine. After him asking like one rude question to me, like I would just be like, no, I gotta yeah. go. I would feel so unsafe around <laughs> David that my vagina would just completely close and there'd be no candle. There would be no nothing because it smells so- like air is yeah. what people would, in the nearby yeah. would say. <laughs> it would smell like complete and utter fear because he makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, there was, I really, like, 
I've gone, I think, the full spectrum. Because when the show started, like, what, 10 years ago, I was like, Larry David's hot. Like, I had, like, mm-hmm. fantasies and was like, oh, my God, right. like, I could, he could date, like, a young woman. That young woman could be me. And then now I don't see any sort of sexual energy in him at all. Like, to the point where yeah. it makes me uncomfortable if I see him, like, kiss someone. I feel like the culture has moved on and, like, Me Too happened. And it's just, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, the power stuff. I feel like because the power dynamic of him being this, like, rich Hollywood producer and creator, it just feels icky. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think he plays, like, he kind of addresses that this season in ways oh. that are funny. And then, I, I think he did, like, a fun, yeah. like, he does a funny job of it. And I like how irreverent the show is, like how it doesn't try and play it safe, even though because I just feel like a lot of things play it really safe nowadays. Maybe I need to watch. Maybe I need to dive back in. You know, it's a good show for when you like just made lunch or you just made dinner, you're alone and you need something to like watch quickly while you're eating dinner before you decide what you really want to watch. I like that. I like, I like a 6 PM type of situation. Yeah. Like a non-committal you're just going to have a quick bite and then you're going to like move on with your life and you're not going to feel compelled to keep the, to keep it going. I remember like, do you remember the scene where the masseuse like jerks them off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, like thought that was hot. I remember just being like, Oh my God, this is like hot. I was into all of it there. He dated a Jewish woman that could only fuck through a sheet. Yes. And like, I was like, I would have a sheet sex moment with him and she was hot but they, they made her ugly they tried to make her ugly i remember that oh wasn't that gina gershon yeah they like put on like prosthetics and stuff i think yeah it gave her like a unibrow or something yeah yeah and she still looked hot she looked i know hot. like back in the day like a threesome with gina and larry would have been where it's at can you imagine oh my god yes but now it's just gina only Wow, see, I'm I have such conflicted feelings about Larry David. I clearly need some I need to, to wow, I need to do some thinking. Yeah. Explore it. See where it takes you. Yeah. I need to I need to call my therapist. See what your guides are trying to tell you. I might see a psychic about it. Do you are you doing therapy like tele teletherapy? So I um I'm thank you so much for asking. I I actually have graduated therapy. Um, thank you so much. I know, I know, it's amazing. So, amazing. No, thank you. I have to give you an award after this is over. You made it. Please send me, send me a Cheesecake Factory gift card. Um, basically, my yeah, my therapist and I, um, we kind of like had a like yeah, we separated because I moved to LA. He's in Oakland, and um, we were kind of doing these like weekly calls that were just like not going anywhere we weren't even like going yeah it was just like very boring and finally he was like are you getting anything out of this and i was like not really no and he was like yeah me neither he was like, <laughs> we're just talking and we're not really exploring anything anymore and i was like yeah and he was like well he's like what if we just stopped and then oh my god did my therapist break up with me I mean, he might oh have broken god. up with you. Oh my god! I think my therapist broke up with me, and he did it in such a skillful way. I didn't even know. 
if my therapist did that, like I would be like, it would oh be the God. kind of thing where I wouldn't say anything. And then, but I'd be like, Oh, like, why am I like still doing this therapy? Like I'm not getting anything out of it and get mad. And then the second my therapist would be like, are you getting anything? Like, let's stop. I would be compelled to then try and keep going or like want it even more. Yeah. I, I, I'm, Wow, I I think I'm starting to see it clearly now. My <laughs> my therapist got bored with me and and broke up with me. But no, we we start his his suggestion was okay. How about you just like reach out when you want to schedule something? Mm-hmm. And so since we made that agreement, we I've only we've only met maybe or skyped or whatever like two times. Um, but yeah, I've only I've talked to him once during quarantine. And it was helpful. It was super helpful. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My therapist went on maternity leave like oh mid-February. What a and I was just like, I was like, you know, she gave like an uh, an alternative like fill in person if you wanted to just like supplement but I was like I don't want to lay all the groundwork and then Mm -hmm. I'm like what if I end up liking this person like more than I like my therapist like I was just like I'm just gonna be chill and like (laughs) things will be fine and then she'll be back in May and like what could possibly happen between now and then cut to (laughs) literally (laughs) should have listened to your psychic I know. So I'm like, really, I'm chomping at the bit for her to like, get off maternity leave. Wait, so you're not going to be able to speak to her until May something? Um, yeah, until May, though, I'm thinking I might fire her an Ooh. email just to see, like, oh. take the temperature, like, to see if she would want to like, just hop on ASAP. Yeah. Did she have the so she it's maternity leave? So she had the baby? Uh, yeah, she's had a baby by now, but it's like, basically I'm, I feel like in, even if she goes back into practice, like once her maternity leave is up, it's still just going to be like probably over Skype because I don't see like the point in meeting, like it just seems kind of pointless until there's a vaccine, especially if she had a baby or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm projecting all this onto her, but like Mm. I would be fine. And honestly, like, I started seeing my psychiatrist over Skype, and I much prefer it to having to, like, go into an office. Yeah. I think I think you should drive over to her house, barge in. And, knock. Yeah, no knocking. <laughs> barge in and get so close to her and her child and just be like, you need to, we need to figure this out, you know? Yeah, like, crying and, like, snarfing in their general direction. Absolutely. Because you are, you know... I don't know. I just think, I I think that we are, we, we as clients we are also their babies, 
And, mm-hmm. you know, she just, she does owe that to you. Um, but also the way that you're talking to me, it sounds like you're a therapist. <laughs> you already used, I heard you say projection. I think you said, you're saying some other things. It just sounds like you might have become your own therapist. You know, I've had to step into that role for myself and as far as like, and also step into a role as like my own parent. So why not just assume the role of therapist as well? I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's, it's time. I feel like you're graduating and, and you also might be graduating therapy. Who knows? Yeah. I took like, I took mushrooms once during quarantine, like <laughs> last weekend and accidentally dosed myself but then i like just decided to journey on it and like listen to the new fiona apple album and like go inside and just like see what comes up and then had like a very emotional experience that felt extremely therapeutic and then i was like okay like i basically just did therapy on myself mushrooms are so oh my god the way that they like make you have to confront things that you don't want to confront is so beautiful. Like, I feel like I'll be like numbing out and then I'll take like shrooms and then you just have to like deal with it. They just like put stuff in your face. Yeah. And it's nice. Like it was nice to kind of be alone, have a dog and just have music and like see where my brain went. And then it was like a really emotional place. And like, that was also the first time I cried during this whole pandemic. Same. Yeah. It opened, it cracked me wide open. So my roommate in Oakland, my old roommate, she makes mushroom chocolates. Mm-hmm. They're amazing because they're like between like micro and normal dosing. And they're like really like delicious, like bougie ass chocolates. Like she, she uses like really fancy ingredients. And then, cause that's important. That's also very important. Yeah. I mean, and, Come on. We know uh, you have a history, a family history of needing like sourced materials, like all organic and made from scratch. It's in your blood. In my blood. And so um, I get these fancy ass Belgian fucking cocoa powder chocos. And I took it. And at first the trip was really bad. I started having a bad trip. I got nauseous. Oof. And and because I didn't eat anything, so I was super nauseous. And then I was kind of it was getting dark. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna hop in the shower. Maybe that will save it. And so I yeah. hopped in the shower and Wash then it I all told, off. Ooh, when that that shower became like my sanctuary, I started singing acoustic to no one dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Yes, to God, just like thunder, just kind of like singing it to no one out the window. Started tears started streaming down, and then I broke, and then I just started quietly crying. It was a very beautiful cry, and then it was it was gorgeous. You just need that emotional release, yeah. And sometimes it, you yeah. need to aid. You need like a psychedelic aid to get there. Absolutely. Do you do you ever have bad trips? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had like bad and it doesn't it really it's like I've found because I've only done acid like a couple times but my barometer for doing it has always been like 
like I have to be in a good mood and then usually I'm just doing it before like a Grateful Dead show or like a Mm -hmm. Dead Company show. So that's like it's a fun setting to be like tripping. But like mushrooms, I've mushrooms feel like I really have to be willing to like I just also really have to be in a good mood. I can't have anything lingering or like bad voices going on or any like resentments that are like bubbling underneath the surface. Like it really, I have to be like surrounded by like people that I like and appreciate. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do it just like before a party or like at a party because I was bored. Like I've done it on nights when I was like, I'm not having that much fun, but maybe I'll just take shrooms and it'll make it fun. And it will not make it fun for me. No, you have to, you have to control like the, the, all the variables. Yeah. Yeah. So that's always been like, that's kind of been my learning curve with them. Oh my God. My first time. And again, something I'm having like the entire time we're talking, it just feels like deja vu. So I apologize for consistently saying that. But the first time I ever did shrooms was for New Year's in Big Sur. And it was so cold. And I only knew one person. So all the other people (laughs) only knew one person who she started tripping first. So she just wandered off and left. So I then did not know anyone. But someone was like, oh, do you want to try mushrooms? And I was like, absolutely. I've never done that before. So I took some. And nothing was happening, so I kept taking more and more and more mm-hmm. until finally it did hit, and I was so fucked up that I convinced myself that I had died from hypothermia and that I was a ghost. <laughs> and so I was wandering around to, like different strangers and being like, "Hey, like um, I'm dead," and like they'd be like, "Oh no, you're not. You're not dead." And I'm like, "No, like honey, like I'm a ghost." So like you think, like you're think you think I'm alive. I'm not alive. I'm a ghost. And people were just like, like honey. And then luckily, this one bro, who to this day I am so grateful for, this bro named like his name was like Sandwich, or like his nickname was something like Sandwich. <laughs> it wasn't Sandwich, but it was something in that family. Yeah, it was like prosciutto or panini. Panini. It was like something very bro, like bro nini, something like that. But he like, he was sober. And so he like took me under his wing and basically like played me music on his guitar until I was like, okay enough to go back to my tent. Uh, that you, sometimes you need like a guide like that. It was like, he was such a bro. And like, if we were like, he would be someone that I would not naturally gravitate to, or like, I would be kind of scared of him. But he was so, it just shows, I don't know, it was like an upworthy Instagram post, basically. Yeah. I yeah. love that he helped you in your time of need. Absolutely. And nothing was even weird or like, there was no weird vibes about it. It was just him literally being like, this motherfucker is like tripping and I need to like help her out because she's like, yeah. losing her mind. No, that's the kindest act that a person can perform for another person. Yeah. And then the next morning, my friend like came back. <laughs> like, she, was, like, she had like gone into like another, she, she's very like burning man. So like, she's my like burning man friend. Mm-hmm. So, so she'll just like journey into another dimension, like wander off into the woods and like sleep under a tree and then show back up. 
Like I woke up the next morning and she was like drinking coffee in the same fucking onesie that she was in last night. And was like, hey, she was like, hey, Nori. And like, yeah, it was insane. The whole thing was insane. Was it a fun setting though? Like big, like were you in like a scenic area? It was gorgeous, but it was like, so I, when I, it was so cold. Like it, I, it was like freezing. Like, like it was like zero or something. It was insane. Nothing is worse than being cold. Yeah. And I'm not an outdoor, I'm like not an outdoors person. And so the whole thing was way outside my comfort zone, but I was feeling, you know what, you know how New Year's is like around New Year's, you're just kind of like, Oh, like new year, new me. I'm going to be different. Yeah, no, it's a like there's so much expectation going into New Year's Eve, especially when you've like traveled somewhere and then there are like drugs into the mix. Like yeah. yeah. And they're all burning people, so it was like the cult like I was trying to like adhere to the culture. And what's so funny is I went to um what's that place called? R REI. Yeah, like, you went to like the yeah. outdoor store to like get yeah, like, all set up. Store. The day before I went to REI and was like, okay, like someone help me. I'm going on a camping trip and like literally like bought all this shit. Oh my God. I look back on that. I cringe. I'm cringing. Wait, it was camping. It was camping. Oh, forget it. No way. In the freezing, it was like 15 degrees. No. And I was feeling, I had just moved to California and was like, new like new state new year new me i was like i really thought i was like gonna be this like new person yeah that would send me down like a true k-hole of terror (laughs) it was we all make absolutely no way yeah i don't know we we all make choices have you ever i don't know make me feel better Do, do you have you done crazy shit like that before in your life um yeah absolutely i've like when I was younger, like in high school, I would go to like two members of the Grateful Dead started their own spinoff called like Rat Dog. And I would just get like fucked up with my friends and then go to a, go to these like rat dog shows at the Oklahoma City Zoo Amphitheater. And we are they would, still happening? Um, no, I don't think Rat Dog performs anymore because now Dead and Company, like mo- a lot of members of the Dead, teamed up with John Mayer and they have this band called Dead and Company, Ooh. and then they all perform together. So it's not like a Rat Dog vibe anymore. Okay. Um, yeah. but Rat Dog is very like Dead adjacent. Like all the music sounds incredibly similar. So we would get really like we'd get a lot of shrooms and then I would just like eat a bunch of them. And really at that point, like it was, I would do all these drugs, but I also wouldn't, I would do so many that it was like, I'm not trying to really have a specific feeling. I'm like just trying to be like fucked up. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm taking stock of like, like I knew like, Oh, Coke makes me feel this way. Or like this pill makes me feel like this. But then after a certain point, I was just like, I want to be like, not aware of my surroundings so i took a bunch of shrooms and then and i was with like i would always hang out with all these like dudes my friends were all like stoner boys and they started one of them gave me the nickname splooge (laughs) and they started chanting splooge at me 
like all of them like it started soft and then got louder and louder and i was tripping and i just like could not handle i was like i can't do it anymore like i'm literally gonna like die here like i was like uncomfortably laughing but also like crawling out of my skin then i like stood up to like walk away and then i like started losing like feeling like I was going to just like pass out. So then I just had to sit like on a stair alone and like regain consciousness. And I just had to sit down like by myself on the ground and like get my bearings. And then eventually like I rejoined team splooge, but like (laughs) it was not a good, I would not say it was like a good trip by any means. Were they, were they tapping? They were tapping into your previous life. Yeah, they were ta- they were tapping into like just like deep feelings. I think of like shame or something. Like I was very like triggered by the whole thing. Oh my god. That sounds awful. Yeah, it was not fun. And so but I'm happy to report that I've like bounced back and have since had like very yeah. lovely experiences on psychedelics at dead shows. Uh, since then. With the friends that would not like scream and chant splooge at me. In public. Yeah. I feel, <laughs> I feel like we presented the different sides of, like, tripping with bros. Yeah, you had, like, a sensitive bro that, like, yeah. took into account. Like, this was not the kind of crowd that I hung with in high school. It was, like, it was the kind of crowd that would, like, publicly humiliate you if you're, like, tripping too hard. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, not a supportive not, psychedelic community. Not safe. And I, I'm actually remembering now that he was playing me original music. <gasps> Oh, that's like yeah. makes it even more special. Some of it good, some of it not good. <laughs> He'd been waiting his entire life for this moment. I remember now that it probably was very mutually beneficial because like he had like a captive like audience. Um, to where I remember, I'm starting to remember now that yeah, some of it I was even while tripping. A part of me was like, oh no, like <laughs> that was not good. That's good though. That means like you're at least in somewhere your mind could like grab on to reality. Yeah. I think as I was sobering up, it was starting to hit me like what the music was. Like, yeah, as I, as I was coming down. Yeah, as like an acoustic an acoustic guitar playing bro is always just like a wild twist to me. Yeah, he was I'm like who allowed you to do this? I know he was, and the the music he was playing was very Dave Matthews. Oh, I actually love that. I know, like I'm a little, like I'm getting wet just like thinking about it. It was actually really, yeah. Oh my god, that's hot. Panini. If you're out there, Panini, please give me a call. I don't know, sandwich, like, sandwich. It was like it was some. Oh my god, I wish I could remember, like brioche or like something, something sandwich esque. Uh, I need to know French toast. French toast. That it something. Anyways, I don't know. Are you? Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Are you um, online dating during the quarantine? No, I'm not. Are you? I just started yesterday. <gasps> are you? What are you on the apps? Like, what's the deal? So I kind of gave in because I was getting bored, and I. I swear to God, and I'm not, I'm not like weirdly bragging about this. I, it's just like, it. I only got horny like four days ago. Like I was not horny. Yeah, I have not. I don't relate to like people being like hornier than ever. I'm like the anti-horny. 
Yeah, yeah. I was, well, sounds like someone's horny. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not. He's like, you masturbated last night, you horny bitch. <laughs> yeah, he literally was like, mm, that's a lie. Um, yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I was not feeling that kind of like international horny vibe that everybody was like feeling until like mm-hmm. four days ago. And then I kind of was like, fine. And so I re downloaded Tinder. And then they have the like free passport feature now. What's the free passport feature? Oh, is it like you can go in other locations? Yes. So I've been going to different cities and swiping. (gasps) And at first I didn't have a copy because I was like, why not? I just wanted to see what was up. And I'm not very popular in Abu Dhabi. (laughs) I'm I'm kind of like shook. I love testing the waters to see like what cities you make the biggest splash in. I mean, I'm a little, I thought like I would be like exotic and like different and they would be like, Oh, like, I I don't know what I thought. I just thought that they would be into it. I I don't know. I don't know. Like in Abu Dhabi, like they would mostly go for like Instagram models. Oh, you're right. You're so, I mean, like, I feel like it's going to be, if you have like kind of a yacht girl energy, they'll, they really respond positively to that. I 100% do not have a yacht girl energy. Uh, And I know like, like I, like the below deck kind of like crew vibes. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have that. So then I did Berlin much better. Oh, love much better. These artistic guys are like, oh, like artistic, like she's different. Um, that's good. And then I'm gonna try. I think I'm gonna try tonight, like somewhere like Iowa. Oh yeah, give it. You gotta spice things up for them because, like, yeah. you know that they're really hurting for like great matches in Iowa. Yeah, I want to like be that like tea girl that they're like, what? Like, because I know they've seen it and I know that they're all up on the porn so i just kind of want to like see i don't know i just have a good feeling that i'm gonna find my husband in iowa yeah there's a new girl in town there's a new girl in town and she's different this makes me really want to get on tinder now because like i like the security of flirting in like a different city where there's absolutely no chance of like meeting up anytime in the near future well oh my god oh my god wait i just realized i was i tell you a story Tell me. Oh my God, I, I cannot believe, Laura, I cannot believe I didn't just like start with this. Wait, what's go? Wait, tell me everything. Also, I meant to ask you, are you, what happened to that guy that you wrote the article? About? Oh my God, he broke my heart. So basically like we were dating and then he like, he, I made him like one night, I made him dinner. He came over and he, we like, we hooked up. It was really good. And then the next day, he was being really weird and distant. And so finally, like, a few days later, I was like, are you? I'm like, what's going on? He's like, oh, he's like, I really like you a lot. But, like, can we just, like, be friends? Mm. I know. It, it, that's the most, like, when you, like, have sex with someone, and then they're like, can we keep, like, all the parts that we have and not do the sex part? That, that's a special kind of hurt. Yeah, that's when anyone prefaces anything with I really like you a lot, but it's like, you don't like me that much. Yeah, it was pretty devastating. And he had a beautiful penis, like gorgeous penis. Um, So that was hard. But there are millions of beautiful penises in the world. Speaking of, 
on my Insta story, <clears throat> I posted some dumb. I'm, I'm telling this story in real time, so I'm sorry if it's like a bad way of telling it or if this is boring. You can, there are no bad ways of there are no bad ways of storytelling. Feel free to like snip on this podcast. Snip <laughs> this up into something usable. But ba- <laughs> but basically, I, I did an Insta story, and it was like it was it was it was so annoying. It was like it was like why do you hate about my voice? Like that's li- like that's literally like what it was. It was like a poll, <laughs> and how how disgusting is that? And someone wrote um, that it's not in the same room as me. Ooh. And I was just like, oh, what? And so I like look the profile up and it's this like gorgeous art. Like he's an artist. So it's just like this really modern, abstract, cool paintings and drawings. And I was like, okay, what's happening right now? And so and then I like look in his like where people have tagged him because he didn't have any photos of himself. So I so I'm I'm Nancy Drew. I'm like I'm yeah. a fucking detective. So I like went into the page where it's like people have tagged him and he, Oh my God, he's hot. Wow. Like gorgeous Italian. Like, (gasps) Oh oh my God. He's Italian. Italian. Oh my God. Nori, you have to pursue this because honestly you're living my dream right now. Okay. Italian. He's, he's bald. He's, he's shaved head. With, with like a gorgeous mustache, just like daddy, just like huge daddy vibes, like ten feet tall, just like this like big man. Wow, I know. And so I message him, <clears throat> and I was just like, I was like, hi, um, what? Did, oh my god, I'll just like ruin the story first by just saying I don't know how to flirt on Instagram. Oh, I don't know how to. F- I'm like. I will learn how to flirt someday, but my flirting skills and like my ice breaking skills on messaging is like terrible. I literally, okay. I literally was like, how did you, how do you know me? Is, is like what I said. I was like, how do you, how do you know me? And he was, you're giving really like ESL vibes with that response. <laughs> like the world's like first robot. Like, how, like, how do you know me? Um, AI. You're like, I am first version. Yeah. And so, like, the, like the, I see the dot, dot, dots, and the, like it lasts for a long time. So I'm just like, what? Like, he's clearly like, how do I respond to this dumb bitch? Like, what? Like, what do I say? And finally, he was like, oh, um, well, I don't know you, but I'm an artist living in London, and I think you're so funny, and you're so hot. And I was just like, what? is happening right now this does not happen to me by the way this, this is, is happening this is yeah. your life this you is literally cool yeah this is no but this is like this is who you are and so get this i'm like how do you i was like so then i ask again i go oh sorry what i meant is how did you find me on here uh, <laughs> you need it to take a learning annex class <laughs> oh you need God. a master class ASAP. and then he goes and then the dot dot dots last for a while maybe because he, he speaks he's like he's like he's like italian yeah and, he's like google translating his answers yeah he, so, so maybe it's okay because maybe i sound somewhat normal to him possibly but he was like he was like oh um ed drost 
reposted one of your like tweets or something. <gasps> Ooh. It was through Ed Drost. I love that. Yeah. Small world. Okay. Small world. This is a true, like a dream come true of a person. It's, I think I have good karma. Anyways, he like, we, we chatted for a long time. He's an artist. He's poly. He's pan. He's super hot. And we sexted. We exchanged photos. Um, maybe he even listen to this podcast. Who knows? I don't know. I'm sorry if you sexy. I've been like on a real Italian chick during core and like I'm watching a lot of Italian movies and like I'm even learning Italian on Duolingo. Ooh. Um, and so it's like my goal to become fluent oh in Italian. God. So I'm really gonna be living vicariously through this flirtation. Well, we all know that eventually he's going to say, look, I think no. you're so funny. I think you're so great. Can we do everything that we were before without any sexuality? Please. I love it. I like you a lot, but. His thing, though, is he loves, and not in a gross way. It wasn't in a weird fetishy way, but he loves bigger bodies. Oh, I, I love that. I know. It's just, it, it was cool. It was cool. That's really cool. I, it was the thing I needed to get me through the week. I was like, this is the nice, like, you know, kick in the butt or whatever they call it. I don't know what they Yeah, call. I have never had, like, a guy be so forward and then also be, like, really hot. I know. Back it up. You know what I mean? It's always, like, a gremlin that comes oh. out and is like, what? Like, yeah. your voice isn't in the same room. And then I look and it's, like, Quasimodo. Yeah, I I get messages all the time from disgusting married men who like are on Instagram and have like kids and like no, like that happens all the time. It's disgusting, but like this is the first real normal person. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, it was crazy. Well, I'm jealous. Oh, thank you. I mean, it it was confusing, and oh yeah, and I, I kept he would he would say something very sexy. And then I would say, so, like, what's your favorite meal? <laughs> and he was like, oh, like, what do you, he's like, do you mean what? And I was like, oh, like, do you, do you eat? I was like, I would ruin anything sexy he said, I would immediately ruin. It was, so, it was like, really do funny. Do you love pasta? Because you're Italian. Mm-hmm. Meatball? Yeah. He And then finally he literally was like, my favorite meal is your ass. And oh, then, so he would, like, love. he'd put it back on track. Good. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. <sighs> I love that for you. So, it sounds like your core is going pretty well. So anyways, I'm thriving. I yeah. don't know about you guys, but I'm doing really well. Just kidding. You've really like passed this wellness check with flying colors. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but I just think that you should get a... I think after this, you should get back on Tinder and you should make your location uh, Italy. Yeah, I think so too. Because I really want to I'm planning a trip to Italy for next year because also the psychic that I talked to said I should not travel internationally for the rest of 2020. Okay. Just like me personally. He was like I just foresee danger if you were to travel internationally. Like you might get stuck somewhere, something bad will happen. And I was like, "Uh, okay." Well, that's all you had to say. Also, yeah. it's like, where the hell? Like, I'm not trying to go anywhere internationally this year right now anyway. So. 
seems like a good time to keep things like local ish. Do you wait? So are you going to like, you're just going to stick to that? You're like, you're not going to do it. I'm going to stick to it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't foresee there being a time this year where I would be called to travel internationally, but you know, anything could happen. But I also like really believe the psychic can like see things. So I don't know. Yeah. I say, I say, listen to the psychic. Like last time I didn't listen to him when he, when I just had heard the advice, I bought all the international tickets and then sure enough that got canceled. Like I should have just been like, no, but the opportunity to travel was like something I just couldn't turn down. So shame on you. Yeah. So I have to be responsible, a responsible psychic follower. But next year is the year that I go to Italy and make a true splash. I believe it. I did. Did you watch La, La Dolce Vita in your? I haven't watched that one yet. So good. Yeah, that's on my list. But I'm also like a huge My Brilliant Friend head. That show on HBO. I don't know if you're aware of it. It is Whoa. so good. Oh my god. Well, it's like an adaptation of an Elena Ferrante trilogy oh. of books, and she it's basically two girls growing up like in a small like shitty city outside of naples and like it's like a years-long friendship it's like about their friendship but it's like so deeply like immersive into like italian culture it's amazing what's it called again my brilliant friend when did it come out it came out um last year the first season premiered last year and that like there were billboards and stuff but i honestly thought it was like a world it looked to me like it was like a world war ii like Anne frank type of vibe like i just didn't i was like uh i'll pass and then it really was not that at all i want to i i'm running out of things to watch i'm so bored oh my god get i'm trying to like just get everyone into my brilliant friend i'm gonna get into it nothing makes me happy anymore like things that previously entertained me or like I have lost all value. Yeah. That's a definitely a phase of quarantine that I've experienced too, where for a while I was like, no food makes me excited. Like I look forward to nothing, but now my brilliant friend has given me a lot to live for. Okay. Definitely watching like for sure. Okay. I love it. Um, Well, thank you so much for being my guest on this week's babe. My pleasure. I'm, um, this was amazing. And giving me hope, giving me some dating hope and giving the readers some really good, I think that's really good dating advice to anyone listening that's looking to like, just like helicopter into a new town. Helicopter into a new town. Um, and if you're, if you're really so terrible, at flirting online, just make sure the other person is international and mm-hmm. um, and speaks English as a second language, and it will seem like what you're saying is normal. Yeah, that's the key. I'm ready to do that with like Italian guys. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm at the about the same flirt level as. Do you like to eat? Do you do you, <laughs> you eat? Do you do you eat? Where where did you find where? How do you know me? How do you know me? Where did you find me? <laughs> I, mean, I guess I was just like being a poet. I mean, that sounds poetic to me, but whatever. I kind of like it too. It's plain hard to get. And men really respond positively to that. 
Yeah, and also, like, it's playing, like, a little, like, mentally unstable, mm-hmm. which is hot. Yeah, it's gi- it gives me, like, Misha Barton in the OC vibes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's who I, that's who I, yeah, that's who I aspire to be, so. Uh, well, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, well, if you, um, follow, I live in Instagram, that's where I live. Um, fellas, shoot your shot. Yes. Um, also, ladies, like I'm, I, I'm newly like by. I, I don't know. Whatever. The point is to shoot your shot. I'm on Instagram, Nori Reed. Um, especially if you speak English as a second language, I would really appreciate that. Um, absolutely, follow me. I love it. And you can write emails to us at babepodcast at gmail.com. You can get bonus episodes at patreon.com slash babepodcast. And uh, with that, I bid you all farewell. Bye. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. You did something for the first.